1: hey cobbers from the land down under this is the cricket badger big bash daily podcast whether you're with the strikers the stars or the sixes you might be a renegade enjoy the heat love the thunder like a scorcher or prefer hurricanes brought to you in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tie your kangaroo down put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun it's gonna be a ripper big bash 10
2: Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition of the Big Bash Daily. I'm James Butler, the Cricket Badger. And thanks as always to bluecrocodile.co.uk for the continued support of these BBL dailies, snapping up the right mortgages for you. Bluecrocodile.co.uk We've got a little bit of a Melbourne rip snorter. At the moment, it's getting a bit tight. I'm joined by Ollie Prendergast and Sam Dalling to chronicle the end of this game. And we'll talk a bit Big Bash stuff as we go through the rest of this podcast. But we've come down to the final over, Oli. Your Melbourne Stars in action against their well dreaded rivals, the Melbourne Renegades. Six required off six balls for the Renegades to get a, uh, well, a fairly rare win this BBL ten.
3: Yeah, again, it's just another case of the Stars throwing a game away. They did it against the Sixers earlier in the tournament. They had this game comfortably in about, and then death had just come back to, to haunt them again. And it's and, and Hatcher and uh, are struggling to keep them in the game. So hopefully they can get out out of this one, but I can't see them uh, getting away with anything more than a point in this game.
2: Well, Harvey's on strike. He's 45 off 19 and he drives into the... Well, he tries to drive straight but he gets a, an inside edge, goes out to a deep square. So one off the first ball of this final over from Hatcher. Um, so five balls left, five required for a win. Are we going to see our first super over, Sam? I don't think so. Stranger
1: things have happened, but you'd even the renegade surely can't throw this one away, He says putting the <laughs> well that's a, that's a
2: massive statement this season isn't it um, I know
1: but I like a massive statement James it's always good to nail your colours to the mast
2: well Harvey's uh, now on to 47 from 20 he's down an non his end he's got Bo Webster down the other end now on strike he's now 17 off 7 made a real big difference towards the end of this innings for the Renegades who were 155 for 4 trying to chase down the uh, target that the Stars set them a little bit earlier Glenn Maxwell frantically trying to move his field around he's moved the uh, back down to by a leg and then the long off's gone out as the uh, ginger head hatcher prepares to come in to bowl the uh, second ball of this final over right arm over comes in to bowl to Webster who uh, a full toss and he's picked that one firmly down to long on I think it's only going to be one because he's hit that quite hard and yes they settle for the single. so Ollie we come down to four off four
3: I think they'll be much happier now with Harvey on strike he's well set he's got 46 off 20 even though Webster's come in and had a positive impact I think he'll look to end this with, with one shot to, to clearly get him over the line they've got plenty of wickets in hand I really I really can't see them not doing this but it makes it worse they're not getting it done it means I've got the the agony of hope that the Stars can still win this game
2: Well they've got them into the situation now the Renegades that just one big shot and they're home and host they've got four chances to do that still got five wickets in the bank so they're not going to be bowled out in this final over as Hatcher comes around the wicket to the left-handed Harvey and this time Harvey is driving straight down the ground he's kind of scuffed that a little bit really goes up to mid-off he dives to get in and the uh, throw doesn't hit the stumps so it actually hits Harvey in the end as he dives through Maxwell comes across to make sure he's okay So a three off three now Sam it's, it's not cut and dry this one now is it a, a dot ball now makes this very interesting
1: no it's not they're making hard work of it and he's he's done very well not to he, he got smashed on the on the back by that ball but he hasn't rubbed it yet but <laughs> yeah He's batting superbly, Harvey and they don't really know where to bowl them. I mean. They had Glenn Maxwell on the comms or on the mic a minute ago, and I'm sure we just screamed, "Can someone go to deep backward
2: point?" <laughs> well, here comes Hatcher then. Fourth ball with this final over, he bowls and that swung away into the leg side. Exactly. He's got a clean contact on that one. It's run away, two bounces for four. So <sighs> the Renegades have won this game by five wickets. The Melbourne Stars derailed in this fixture. A rare victory, as we said, for the Melbourne Renegades who win by five. And the celebrations in that Renegades camp bit of confidence starting to ooze back into that team so it's been a pretty ropey journey through BBL 10 for the Melbourne Renegade Ollie and uh, yeah small mercies they're already out of the competition but getting a win and just having a few smiles in the uh, changing room will be a, a slightly kind of different kind of feel for them this season
3: yeah I thought it was interesting to see um, hear Maxi Klinger talk as well about how they were looking towards next year they have been pretty unlucky with injuries which I don't think we talked about that often which has taken a lot of their players they want like Riley Russo has not been available nor Army it's not available today and another player i am um, my mind's gone blank but they have been a bit unlucky but I, th- I still don't think that would have given them enough to get through they did enough today I mean the Stars were their own victims with the bat I think they don't think they bowled particularly badly I just think they didn't get enough runs and that opening partnership with Fletcher again is becoming a bit of a, a, a worry because effectively the Stars scored all their runs off um, 19 overs with Fletcher batting back that maiden uh, in the power play, which is pretty unforgivable, really.
2: Melbourne Stars now played 12 games in this big bash, and Andre Fletcher's really only come off in one of them, hasn't he? You, you pay for your overseas player to come in, Ollie, and and give you a little bit more consistency than that. He's had one stellar performance, and everything else has been pretty ordinary, hasn't it? Yeah,
3: it, so. Apart from that one knock uh, where well, he got 80-odd um, the other day, which was a match-winning innings, his next highest score in his other innings is 18. So, And today he scored at less and run a ball again. And this is the problem quite often with him. If he's not hitting boundaries, he can't rotate the strike at all. And it puts a lot of pressure on the other end for Stoinis, who, again, isn't the best rotator of the ball, but he does score quicker than Fletcher. So it does cause him a bit of a selection headache. And I think, as they said before the last game, he's only being picked overseas. he Uh, and that's currently why on form you wouldn't have picked him before the last innings and today it's, it's just going back to his previous form
1: in changing times like these make a change yourself buy your own home Still living with parents or renting? Why not buy your first
2: property? Mortgage rates are lower than ever. Speak to Blue Crocodile. Blue Crocodile? Yeah, Blue Crocodile. They'll get you the right first time buy a deal by searching the market
1: for the most competitive option for you. They don't bite. They're just straight-talking people like me. Give them a bell or go online. Blue Crocodile.
2: Melbourne well, the Stars then take the one big bash boost point out of today's game, which does move them up a position in the table to third behind the Perth score they're both on 24 points the Scorchers are ahead on that run rate and that one point for the Melbourne Renegades takes them to 13 still bottom if they win both of their games and take uh, maximum points from those they still can't get into the top five so the Renegades are playing for pride now but we said this before Sam on this Big Bash Daily but the Renegades are probably at the most dangerous now aren't they the pressure's off they know they can't qualify they're just going out there to try and kind of generate some kind of pride in the end of their season that makes them a, a dangerous prospect for the two teams that face them last
1: yeah so often do we we see teams do that across all sports. Once, yeah, relegated sides in football and rugby, suddenly the, the shackles are off, they play with a bit of freedom and they cause big upsets. And with the table so congested at the moment, I'm just having a look, those middle, I mean, the sixes are a bit clear, but there's four points separating what the middle six sides. Oh, so and, yeah, tight.
2: Yeah, it's so you'd tight.
1: Be, you'd be looking at the renegades thinking, I, I think the Heat have got to play them next, potentially. Or yeah, the Heat, it's, um,
2: Renegades have got Brisbane Heat um, next at the Marvel Stadium and then their final game for the Renegades is against the Hobart Hurricanes so both of those teams are in contention yeah. in that middle of the pack so they can still shape
1: the tournament even though not not from their own perspective but actually a week ago maybe you're looking at those both sides I mean, no one's going to say it publicly but you're looking at the Renegades and going okay we need to be picking out three or four points there but it's going to be an interesting one uh, on, on the Fletcher point I, ju- I, I saw the other day that isn't he d- he's due to fly out and play the t10 tournament and i saw an interview where he said "Well, oh, i'm not so sure now they've been so good to me maybe i'll speak to my agent and hang around a bit longer but you know if you're the stars do you want it's a difficult conversation is it do you, uh, you're do you driving ask... you're driving him to the airport aren't you i think so yeah that was all well, he said that one knock when brian lara gave him a call but other than that do you, do you actually you quite glad he's going to disappear for the playoffs i don't know
3: I think, sorry to interrupt, but I think the the main loss is that they definitely will stick with him because Ben Dunk has now left the stars which shows their clear intention would be to keep Fletcher on as long as possible because they don't really have another option that can dominate in the power plays.
2: Well they need to give Brian Lara his direct number don't they and get him to phone him every hour I think uh, the remainder of this uh, big bash because that one call that you referred to there Sam Brian Lara phoned him up and basically just said go out there and enjoy it and all that gave him the sort of generic pep talk because it was Brian Lara and because he's uh, a proud West Indian Andre Fletcher that talk meant a lot to him and I think inspired him for that next game he needs a little bit more of that that, doesn't he? As he goes through the uh, the remaining two games of the uh, Melbourne Stars campaign. Sydney Sixers, though, they stay top, as they have been for some time, to be fair. They've got three games left. They're on 32 points. The Perth Scorchers, three games left on 24. Melbourne Stars, two games left on 24. Sydney Thunder have three games left there on 23 points. Hobart Hurricanes, three to play on 23. Brisbane Heat have three to play on 21. And the Adelaide Strikers, three to play on 20. So all the way down to the Strikers, they can still qualify for the top five and for the playoffs. So every single game counts for an awful lot at the moment, including the Sixers who have already got through and including the Melbourne Renegades because they can still shape who well, in the Sixers case, joins them in the top five and in the Renegades case, who uh, joins them going through the exit door at the end of this BBL 10 league phase. Bluecrocodile.co.uk Sort your mortgage in a snap. Are you a first-time buyer with your eyes on that dream house? Are you wanting to move or looking for a better mortgage deal? Let Blue Crocodile find the right mortgage for you. 10% deposit mortgages are returning. If you need to know how much you can afford to borrow, just visit bluecrocodile.co.uk the bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's match then and we've seen a few candidates in this game but the Melbourne Stars made 158 for 6 the top scorer was Nick Larkin he made 61 and he had Marcus Stoinis the opener made 37 off 27 wicket taking stakes 2 for 23 from Zach Evans and 2 for 34 from Peter Hatzoglu kept them in check a little bit for the Renegades though well it has to be said it has the 47 not out from Mackenzie Harvey at the end there from 21 balls, six fours, and two sixes. Joined at the end, as we uh, heard at the start of this podcast, by Bo Webster, 22 not out uh, with nine balls, three fours, and one six. They're the uh, the main stars with the bat for the Renegades. Nathan Coultonisle took a bit of tap towards the end, but three for 41 from him, the uh, leading candidate with the ball for the Stars Ollie, where do we go for the bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's match
3: you'd have to go with Harvey so I I think without him there wasn't much of a game at all the game looked done and dusted and they were drifting massively so he has changed the game and he was he was absolutely relentless and so exciting to watch good support from Bo Webster which helped him as well because there was runs at both ends. but in a low scoring game and in an effort where you're right the Renegades bowled pretty tidily most of it and quite unlucky with the ball and they're back was very average to say the least apart from Aaron Finch who was exciting to find a new way to get out. I think he'd definitely have to give to Harvey. I think he was outstanding today and he definitely was the match winner.
2: You would agree with that Sam?
1: Yeah, 100%. There was some decent, you know, Adam Zamper was really tight with the ball. Stoinis had an all-round, a very good all-round game. Nick Larkin was excellent but yeah, as Ollie said, there was only one man that won that match. He just some of the shots he played were extraordinary. That just after Maxwell had put a man back, at, a couple of men back at deep point, he carved one through there, and, and then the following ball smashed it through cover. They were extraordinary shots.
2: Yeah, Mackenzie Harvey, 47 not out, 21 balls, six fours and two sixes. Special mention though to Bo Webster; he couldn't have been done without him. 22 off nine. But our BlueCrocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's match. Mackenzie Harvey. Mortgages are simpler than you think when you have a crocodile on your side. Blue Crocodile, making mortgages snappy and simple. Visit bluecrocodile.co.uk, follow them on Twitter at Blue Croc Money, or find them on Facebook. Blue crocodile. So obviously we've uh, talked a lot recently about the test matches, and uh, we're not going to do that today. But what it has meant that series finishing against India, there are a number of uh, international players from Australia that are going to be coming back into their various big bash sides over the uh, the remainder, of, certainly the the big bash league, and for the finals if they make them, are going to make a difference uh, to the uh, to the setup of some of these sides. Just have a quick run through the the sort of personnel in terms of who comes back into the teams. Adelaide strikers have Travis Head and Michael Nessa joining. Them. Brisbane Heat, Manus Labashane, and uh, Mitch Swepson. Hobart Hurricanes, Tim Payne, and Matthew Wade coming back into their setup for the Melbourne Renegades, Marcus Harris, and James Pattinson. Not that they can qualify, but they're available if they need them. Will Pukovsky, comes back in for the Stars Per Scorchers have Cam Green but he's not going to be available because they're going to be resting him Sydney Sixers have a a long list Um, Sean Abbott Moises Enriquez Mitchell Stark is going to not be immediately available because he's going to have a scan on his right hamstring but possibly available for the finals and Nathan Lyon who's one of their players is uh, opting to spend time with the family he's going to miss the rest of BBL 10 so it's just really Sean Abbott and uh, Moises Enriquez initially for the Sixers and the Thunder haven't got any additional players coming in Um, if you're wondering why I haven't mentioned Steve Smith, David Warner, Hazelwood and Cummins. They do not have BBL contracts with any of the sides. Ollie, it's going to make a difference, isn't it? I mean, th- some of these sides are really settled. Some of them are still looking for the X Factor to try and give them a little bit of a boost to, to make the playoffs. It's more welcome for some than others, isn't it? I mean, if you're the Sixers, you're on a winning roll. Fair enough. Yeah, you know, the Moises, Enriquez and Sean Abbotts of this world are going to add to your team. But it's going to potentially mean in that situation that a couple of standout players so far for them might be missing out if you are a Hobart Hurricanes or a Brisbane Heat or a team further down the, the ladder at the moment looking to try and add a little bit to your game to make the top five then the addition I mean in, in the Heat's case for the Labashain and uh, Swepson to come back in could be a huge boost for them
3: How scary is that that they've got Moise Enrique as, uh, and um, Sean Abbott to come back into the side for the Sixers and they're already the top side quite comfortably I mean that's just what you want and also with it being such a long tournament those players haven't played much cricket so they'll be fresh even though they've been involved in the bubble I think I think that's a really good sign for the Sixers and like you said for Hobart to have the players come back in as well with and the heat just when you need, just when you might be struggling a little bit, tiredness kicks in. It's a long time. It's perfect timing. I'm quite pleased the stars don't play any of those sides at, at this stage of it. So I think it, it's going to be really good. I think the side that might see the worst side of that would be the scorchers who, who are really looking to win and stay in it. I think it's going to be tough if you're playing against those teams with that fresh blood and that new energy back in those sides. But I think that's a really good thing for the tournament to have back into it. It adds another dimension as well.
2: That They need to get positive test results back first they're all going to be COVID tested and as soon as they get the positive test that makes them available so they'll be rushing those through I imagine any side though that's playing in South Australia because as we know COVID is different in different parts of Australia so the state rules um, are different as you go around Australia South Australia I think has got quite strict rules at the moment so anybody playing in South Australia which I think involves the strikers obviously Brisbane Heat and the Sydney Sixers they need to then get an additional exemption to get themselves into uh, South Australia but you'd imagine the admin staff at the various franchises will be rushing those through too, so I wouldn't have thought that is too much of a problem for these sides. And when we come to Nathan Lyon, though, Sam, I mean obviously he's been embroiled in the in the test series against India. You can quite quite understand, I mean, I mentioned the fact that Cummins, Hazelwood, um, Smith and and Warner had not got BBL teams. Nathan Lyon is attached to the Sixers, but you can quite understand the fact that he wants to go and spend some time with the family rather than go straight back into another bubble.
1: Well, absolutely yeah, I think we've seen it with a few players. I think Aaron Finch missed a couple of Renegades games earlier in the season. You just being in bubbles must be mentally exhausting at some point somewhere in the schedule there has to be a little bit of give so you can Hundred percent understand someone who's been in action in that test series who uh, might not get back in the side. Anyway, you know, perhaps there's a part of it going Well, actually, if I'm just going to go and sit on a bench, I'd rather go and be with the family. But uh, I think it's a it's a good choice. They're they're a very strong side anyway. It'd be interesting to see whether Tim Payne gets a game for Hobart Hurricanes. Of course, Wade will go straight back in, but whether Payne comes back, I'm uh, not so sure. And I'm looking forward. It's great news for the strikers. A really good boost with Travis Head and Michael Nessa coming back. I think that could be. Just what the strikers need. So yeah, it's certainly adds a bit of spice to the end of the tournament,
2: doesn't it? I, I would imagine that you know we, we've already mentioned uh, the other guys, the kind of leading candidates for Australia. But you'd imagine that Payne as captain going through that Test series and the um, the feeling of defeat at the end of it, you can imagine him not being that up for going straight back into the big bash immediately. You know, some time with the family might be in order for him too. Um, I mean, the the bubbles we talk about them. I mean, I suppose it depends a lot on your character, Ollie, doesn't it? As a person, no matter how much you enjoy lads banter, being in part of that squad, but seeing the same old face every day and enjoy your cricket you can imagine initially going into a bubble would be you know if you're that kind of character would be quite good fun but it's got to wear a bit thin after a while hasn't
3: it yeah absolutely i've been on lucky enough to be on a couple of tours when it's great for the first three or four days and then after a while, you you start missing those home comforts and just the ability to have your own space because quite often you're either sharing a room or you're close. There's no privacy. There's no way to get a bit of your own space. And everything you, or everything you do, will be almost cricket related. Quite often it'd be all in, you know, all consuming. And you can't just and also with Australia, like with some of the restrictions, you can't just go out and do some of the things you want to, like go and have a walk at any time of the day when you just feel like you need to stretch your legs and get some fresh air and have some time to yourself. So it, it would be quite wearing after a while. And then there'll be the other side where there might be people who have got quite young families who might not mind being away from home for a little bit. Overall, I think it would be very wearing and very tight. And I don't envy the players in a lot of ways because it's not as glamorous as it makes it's made look out at all. And And I think I'm sure they would rather be at home instead of being stuck in a hotel somewhere.
2: Steve Smith was saying the other day, Sam, that he'd been in the bubble since June when he was uh, with England because he he left England to go to the IPL, then the IPL straight into the Australian setup, So he's not actually been out of a bubble since June. Uh, He said that he had a a window where he was going to see his wife and then that had to be cancelled because the state state laws in in that state in Australia changed, which meant they couldn't meet up. So he's actually gone six months without seeing his missus. He's been in a bubble all the way through. Obviously, he's a cricket badger, cricket nuffy, whatever the phrase you want to give him. So being in that cricket bubble would probably be quite, quite good for him. But it's not, you know, not seeing your wife, not seeing your family, not being able to get out. That is quite some task, isn't it? It's like a prison sentence.
1: Yeah, it's a really hard ask. And as you said, it's interesting you pick up on that, you know, someone like Smith or... Or Labishane being cricket badgers are probably absolutely loving in some ways being in the, s- surrounded by cricket constantly. But yeah, you know, they, you need that sense of perspective. Cricket is, is very important to these guys, it, it is their job um, and it provides us with a lot of entertainment. But at the same time, there are other things in life and sometimes you need to take a step back. And I, one of the things I, on a very different level, I, I miss. The home environment not being... You go home and work are separate places and you're able to take uh, just a little bit of time, talk to someone who's maybe not as involved in work as you are, like uh, Smith would be with his wife, and gain... Put things uh, into—I'd use the word perspective again. So it must be seriously tough and a real strain on a relationship. You know, Mm. long, long long-distance relationships aren't the same as we're all missing human contact, and these guys are human as well. So uh, hopefully he gets a chance. And now, now it looks like he hasn't got an IPL deal. Whether he will, well, he's been released, hasn't he? Um, So
2: maybe he might have a a couple of months off. You never know. There's a danger as well being in a in a cricket bubble like that, that. Depending on who your sort of circle is, that all you talk about is cricket as well. I mean. Ollie mentioned that you know opening the windows in the cricket ground training playing but the conversation on the breakfast table and stuff could easily turn to cricket as well and yeah you know, no matter how much you love cricket, and the three of us do, you do need to actually talk about something completely different every now and again, don't you?
1: Yeah, well, it's sometimes, it's a weird way of looking at it sometimes, but when you're not as focused, when you're not as one-track-minded, when so in this example, it's cricket, when that isn't the only thing you're focused on, sometimes performances are actually, you, you get the best performances when people are able to put it to one side. And, and I've spoken to a few players in the past about it, which when they, I hate to use the word care, but when you don't care as much in the sense that, it's not the end of the world.
2: Other if, things are as important. Yeah,
1: exactly. So I spoke to James Basie the other day. He was saying that he, you know, he said that he's been playing for the Brisbane Heat and he's had a tough couple of years. And he has come to realise that if he gets a duck or goes for fifteen and over, it doesn't make him a bad person or a bad. Or he hasn't done anything bad. It's just it's just cricket. Cricket is part of him. Something he does, but it's not his identity. And separating the two is very important.
2: I've spoken to a few um, psychologists about that, and your identity and your, your, your thoughts of self-worth shouldn't be about your last over bowled or your last innings. It's got to be mm-hmm. a kind of you've got to see the bigger picture about your life and how you fit into the world, and you're not defined by your last score. But that must be very difficult as a player, Ollie. You know, when when you're, when your life depends on it, almost literally in terms of your living and your income and your reputation as a player. It must be very difficult to separate the two.
3: How much pressure do you feel? It you know, if you're not feeling in touch with the sport, you're not feeling you're enjoying it, and you go out and you get a duck, and then immediately you read in the local papers or you know on the websites or any any news outlet, or just say you're, you're fighting for your next contract because contract is such a cutthroat. It's professional sport. It's it's performance related. I think the example for me who, who learns to live with it. Well, is Owen Morgan, who seems to be able to say, you know what, I don't love cricket, I really like it, and, I, and I'm good at it. And it's my job, but it's not the only thing in my life. And he, he, he seems to be really good at separating it. And another person that does that in the big Bash is Adam Zampa. They've got other interests, they've got other a-
2: aspects. All Adam Zampa does is make coffee. That's all I've ever seen do apart from play cricket.
3: He's a goat farmer. He farms <laughs> goats. Yeah. He, do you know what? I'd be in that love cafe easily. But um, I, I think I think it's interesting to see uh, that players. Are outside of it and on what they got to do do you know there's no one way of dealing with it some players are very intense and they'll deal with it by practicing even harder some like Ricky Ponting, and others will go away have a couple of drinks after the game and just forget about it and just rely on you know their own way of cope with it it's everyone's going to find their own coping mechanism but it must be really hard when it is your livelihood it must be so difficult and these contracts aren't long
1: that's where the bubble makes it even tougher it exenuates it if you get a duck and you can go off the next day with your family and oh, I don't know whatever go to the zoo with the kids you can get away from it if you just sat in a hotel room with your laptop you're bound to ruminate over it even more so that's where the bubble is a negative I totally
2: agree and, and there is more to life and that's where I mean the, the term nappy factor I'm, I'm watching with interest to see how Virat Kohli goes against England because I know a lot of people have had babies and then they suddenly realise I mean it, it kind of I- exaggerates the fact that there are more important things in, in the world because you're suddenly caring for this little baby and you love that little baby and all of a sudden that becomes your be all and end all and, and scoring a run then doesn't actually make so much difference and all of a sudden you relax a little bit I can see Virat Kohli absolutely caning England everywhere <laughs> during this <laughs> test match series to come because that nappy factor could be a big factor
3: Jane just really quickly on the bubble aspect and the players come back into the fold in the BBL I'm not sure how many will come back in who have been involved in the test setup but obviously that proposed series starting in South Africa in March they might be given some time off to relax and just spend some time with their family before they have to go through another quarantine process possibly when they're out there
2: and, it, and it's important they do I mean I'm, I'm sure the all the all of the uh, cricket administrations around the world of having meetings about how they can help out their players obviously we're talking about Jos Butler aren't we him, him missing the, the last two of the test matches out in India because England are very conscious of the fact that these guys that play both red ball and white ball need a bit of a break from it every now and again they needs to go back and see his wife and, and child and uh, actually be a human being as well as a cricketer it's very very important crickets a game played with balls you've got to look after them in the field badges are furry creatures are my friends at manscape.com help oh, you make sure it's neat and tidy down there oh get rid of all that excess fur make sure that you're neat and tidy make sure everything's in the right order oh feeling all good now down in set oh manscape.com maximum skin safe performance compact design advanced engineering ceramic blade waterproof and it doesn't end there show you care by caring for your pair cleansers revivers preservers simply go to manscape.com Quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Get on there now. to the big bash and back to the uh, result today and a rare, rare win for the Melbourne Renegades beating the Melbourne Stars so that Melbourne derby it's ended up one all as we've gone through BBL 10 the Renegades winning today by 5 wickets with 2 balls remaining doesn't make any difference to their position in the table they're still rock bottom and chances are they're going to stay rock bottom Melbourne Stars though in 3rd place and uh, still with every chance of making it through to the playoffs into the top 5 but it gets it's getting really exciting that is getting so so tight as we go into these last two or three games for these teams seven teams in contention for the Big Bash still with much of the season already behind us Melbourne Stars your team Ollie one final word from you obviously disappointment today with the one point picked up for the Big Bash boost point though but still looking good third place
3: yeah looking, looking good not as good as it could have been They're obviously they missed out on three points today which they sh- they should have really got I think they, they need one more win and they've got the Scorchers and the, and the Thunders yet to play and obviously the, the impact of playing either of those sides who are still fighting out for the top five themselves will probably put them into the playoffs. Yeah, not the easiest of uh, games to have, and especially when they're six, but there's football six-pointers, the equivalent of, so a bit nervous about it, but hopefully they'll uh, pull through.
2: We'll go from the Melbourne Stars down past the Thunder, the Hobart Hurricanes, the Brisbane Heat, down to the Adelaide Strikers in seventh, but only four points behind them, which just shows you how tight this table is. Adelaide Strikers got three games left. Sam, they're your side in this BBL 10. Still every chance, haven't they? But they need to start winning.
1: Yeah, they do. I said the other day I didn't, I didn't fancy them, but it's just so tight, and there's I think there's plenty of twists and turns, and I'm a bit more confident now. I think Nessa coming back in um, and Travis Head could give them the boost they need, but I think it will it will change that. You know, it's gonna gonna move around quite quickly. I think it's the heat tomorrow, isn't it? Who are also on a, a decent-ish runs. Yeah, tomorrow's a big game.
2: That's the one thing when we get into the, into this stage of the season, playing your rivals, not only are you losing, but you're giving them points as well, so they're disappearing away from you, aren't they? So it's a big back game that one tomorrow, the heat against the uh, strikers in the big bash.
1: And we, I think we have got to play Sydney Thunder twice at the back end as well, which you know they're not gonna have that boost the Thunder of, of an, a new player coming in, but they they've been doing pretty well anyway, and they're a, a fairly formidable kind of all-round so yeah so win tomorrow would be would be very nice because suddenly as you say it's a a double whammy isn't it you lose you don't get points and also you lose ground on a rival so tomorrow is important
2: yeah very very interesting this table and uh, some exciting games ahead so stay tuned to this big bash daily as we go through to the final on the 6th of February Ollie and Sam as always thank you
1: oh thank you for having me. it's always a pleasure to speak to you and Sam that's great really enjoyable today yeah you're welcome James thank you nice to speak to
2: you both as ever and uh, thanks everybody for listening as well stay in touch as well at cricket underscore badger on the Twitter feed leave us a comment a like and a subscribe to make sure you stay in touch with the cricket badger podcast thanks to blue crocodile.co.uk for their support of these pods I've been James the cricket Badger, we'll see you again tomorrow.
1: Big Bash 10, thanks for listening. We'll bring you another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow. See you then.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network